Hello, I'm Laura Castleton, U.S. Head of Portfolio Construction and Strategy at Janus Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janus Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of brighter futures for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Pre-market is a bit soft despite some lower yields and some good corporate results out of UPS, Coke, GM. Of course, a lot more is on the way tonight with Alphabet, Microsoft, and Visa on deck. Case Shiller home prices up 13 year-on-year, but that is an August number. Our roadmap this morning begins with that earnings parade. GM, GE, 3M, all those crossing the tape. And the CEO of Raytheon is going to join us this hour. Coke and UPS are coming up next. Plus, uh, differing outlooks. UPS says it's on track to achieve its 2022 targets. This, of course, after FedEx a few weeks back. Remember, they warned of that worldwide recession. Hmm. And Jamie Dimon's new warning. The J.P. Morgan Chase CEO says geopolitical risks are, quote, far more concerning than worries about a recession. Let's begin with this morning's earnings parade, especially the industrials. Jim, I heard you talking about GE with yeah. Becky, uh, some of the weakness really centered in renewable power. Yeah, but look, renewables was not good. And, and when you speak to Larry, when you look, he's not going to deny that. Um, he does feel that uh, ultimately the Inflation Reduction Act is going to be great for them. A lot of the infrastructure spends is going to be great for them. Uh, maybe even small factor uh, uh, nuclear reactors down a little way from here, but it was not good. Uh, and they have to make it better because otherwise people are going to say that they're going to need more cash. Now, they say they don't need more cash. But uh, it, it's the black mark because I liked healthcare and I loved aerospace. But I do think that the government is going to make this thing into a real st- into a real company, uh, particularly with onshore wind. Uh, there's so much money going toward ESG, and that company is basically created. I mean, you know, it just happened to be happenstance, but it's a company that you know, David. When you look at that company, that's that's a company when they need uh, turbines in Europe, they'll go to. G- No, I get it. You're right. And when they uh, a lot of uh, any of these big projects that our utilities are doing that are solar oriented, Mm -hmm. uh, wind oriented, Mm -hmm. it's going to be GE. So I don't think that I think the stock deserves to be up. Uh, And it is up a bit, although, again, not I mean, you know, it has been a sad, sad tale over a long period of time there. Mr. Culp has put many things in order. Obviously, they are breaking the company apart. Uh, healthcare is going to be the first to go. We haven't talked it, that much about it. You make it sound like that before he got there, it was it, it, it needed work. Uh, yes. I think we all can all agree it needed a great deal of work. Look, I think healthcare is um, going to be better than, better than Philips, not as good as Siemens. Okay. Well, they'll take that. Uh, you know, we... The, the, it's going to be the first week of January. So I know. it's coming. It's um, coming. People should get a little more they excited. They got a board. They, you know, they've got the registration statement. They're going to have an investor day on December 8th uh, for, uh, for healthcare. GE Healthcare, as Jim just gave you a sense there, as like to it. what it compares to. It's going to be in a, a large, important company uh, and more to follow on There's that. There's still but, supply chain issues but, that are holding them up. You know, it's always an opportunity here to, to, to talk more broadly about the old shrink to grow, which you and I talked about for years and which right. seemed to work for a while and stopped working. Yes, whether it's it J&J, whether it's GE, whether it's 
3M, whether it's, there's others. I'm forgetting another big one. Oh, change it. Uh, oh, uh, Kellogg. I know I like None of Kellogg. them have really created well, any value yet. Now, none of them have actually occurred in terms of the act, the right. splitting of the companies. Well, I find but, that a lot of people don't like what they might get. Yeah, I mean, Kellogg's better. Uh, but Kellogg was performing better already. My point well, is, you know, to me, I, I said last night on 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 CNBC that J and J is actually a magnificent split up because the consumer product business is on fire, and the problem with some of these others is that they're dumping. You're getting some real bad stuff. Pfizer gave you some real bad stuff. What Halion? You didn't like that? Halion? Yeah. You, you, that was like the Patriots last night. It's <laughs> like wow. I mean, sacked. Helium was sacked by a not even good team. It happens. Yep, that was that was rough about halfway through. Uh, Coke, Jim, I know you've been looking forward to this one. Uh, Beats by a nickel, organic up 16. Uh, Street was pretty much in the 10% range. People are still, people are going out more. That's good for Coca-Cola. What's interesting for Coca-Cola, I I find, I, I hoped that we would get some sort of break in inflation. No. No break in inflation. They locked in some prices earlier in the year. And people think that, don't forget, they have international business. And there they're buying some of the, uh, buying some of the raw costs with weaker currencies. Now, look, Zero's doing great. Uh, Dico, Zero's really good, double digit. Dico's doing good. They are taking some share, but they're not taking a huge amount of share. Uh, it was just a good quarter. You know, a solid good quarter that we've been that we've been getting over and over from James Quincy. And I think this is the quarter where people are going to say, you know what, let's take it to the 60s. If we if we really do have a slowdown, this is the one I really like it. Well, look, PepsiCo is really great. Travel helps him. I am now just thinking all the time if if travel is involved, witness aerospace and GE, mm-hmm. witness uh, when we get to uh, to Hayes, uh, to Raytheon, Raytheon. you just see there's travel. And if travels, I mean, I think Marriott, there's a lot of companies involved with travel that are doing yeah. very, uh, Jet, very well. JetBlue today uh, was a miss. Rasm, guide, Rasm basically in line with the guide. Not as strong as, no, as they, Delta and United. They were disappointing. I was surprised at that. Uh, I, I think that Delta's quarter was amazing. That UAL's quarter was incredible. But look, those, those companies just seem more planes. I'm not sure, David, what JetBlue Rasm is revenue per average seat mile, correct? For, for available seat mile. Available seat mile. Which is up 24% yeah. since 19. But Bryce Harper has about, you know, he, he's doing $40 per Rasm. Bryce Harper is worth that money. He is Mr. Rasm. I mean, Rasm is a great indicator. The problem is that going to be have, every day now? Is it, uh, of course. We're going to get a Philly Until reference? next Tuesday when if they've lost game four on Tuesday, my Wednesday tickets will be worthless. Okay. But can I just say... That, the, that one of the greatest themes of this quarter is really surprising people, which is people are not buying things. I mean, I had Macy's. I thought they did well, Jeff Gannett, but they just want to go away. And my, it's my new theory. It's like I lived, so I travel. Uh, that's interesting. I was. We're going to talk about UPS in a second, but uh, they reiterate the guidance. Uh, Brian Cornell, uh, not too long ago, said people still want to celebrate the holidays. They do. Brian Moynihan. I mean, holidays. We've not gotten major warnings well, look, on holidays. I mean, if you're not, you know, look, if, if you're alive, you want to buy. But I just think that people just say, you know what? I want to see the world, or I want to go to a wedding. I mean, how many weddings you've gone to? Uh, not very many. I got a bris. Wow, that's wonderful. Out of town. Mazel tov. I don't know. Isn't it really more for family? It's not your own, though. Isn't it more for family? Yes. 
I don't travel for those. Well, congratulations yeah. to Bo, friend of mine's kid. Wonderful. All my friends are becoming grandfathers. Wow. I cannot believe it. Well, someone pointed out this morning that babies who were born the year Seinfeld premiered are now as old as Costanza was in Seinfeld. That's you, horrible. <laughs> that is horrible. <laughs> if you just, believe Costanza horrible. was in his mid-30s, let's what say. What was that, 1988? He's from Livingston, New Jersey. A little known fact. Jason Alexander? Yeah. Not George Costanza, because George no, Costanza no, we, no, we know is her. not from he's Livingston. From, but, you know, I, got, I still have a Vandalay Industries card. As you should. When he worked there. Now, a we, wonderful company. We, wonderful. Just talk about GM for a second. Okay, so GM is the kind of thing. I listen to, to Mary, whom I really like. And... In this muted market with the futures down, it suddenly makes it so the stock's not up to two that I think it deserves to be up because the futures cast a pull on things. But then as you go through the quarters, you realize, wow, you're buying these companies at a very cheap price. So I, just, I, I am urging people not to sell uh, because the, the, a stock didn't go up enough to start because there's so many companies doing so well. It's incredible. Well. What? As you guys know, I have a keen sense for the obvious. Every single stock's up on earnings except JetBlue, is what I've seen. They're all responding well, very we, positively. we haven't gotten to 3M or Glowworm or Xerox, right? Oh, yeah. Xerox is down a lot, yeah. Well, is, is but Xerox is such a small yeah. company at this point. It's sort of... All right, 3M. Yeah, you're right. All right, matters. I guess I'm wrong. They're not all, but I mean, GM, matters. Coke, UPS, which we haven't talked about. I know, and I know, we're going to talk about in a minute. The ones that have been doing bad, badly... Yeah. Are still doing badly. Yeah. So I mean, 3M. Were we supposed to like walk in here today and say, you know what? That they really put it together. I know. <laughs> that was a horrible quarter. I mean, like, they have like this list of things that they do, um, and, and, and they, you know, every one of them's not that good. They didn't even mention, by the way, the combat arms, which is the um, tinnitus. Yep. For 3M. Right. I mean, 3M safety and, and industrial was water, okay, I guess. Water. Shortfalls in transportation and electronics and healthcare. Well, Organic no. sales up. Two percent. Those are important divisions, dude. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I mean, now, guidance goes uh, full year organic goes one to two. They were prior one to three and a half. Do I we would, still do we still call 3M an economic bellwether, or is that is that no, changed? Problematic. I think it's too problematic. I think that that Raytheon technology is better. Better. Uh, it, it is better bellwether. And GE, I don't know. See, GE is so small. But they're not going to raise capital. Tusa said they'd have to raise capital. They're not going to raise capital. So Steve Tusa, the white whale, J.P. Morgan. Hmm. I mean, geez, an $80 billion market cap. You know who's really doing well? Tell me. IBM. We'll see how they do for that free cash flow of $6 billion that they need for this quarter. Told you we'll talk at the end of the quarter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we will. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk all you want. We'll talk all you want. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Hey, go ahead, say it. Say it. Say what? This is George. I'm not at home. Sing it. (laughs) Sing it. Sing his answering machine. Costanza's answering machine? Do you remember what he did? Believe it or not, not, George. George (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jim mentions Raytheon, and we do have a CEO hat trick this morning on this Earnings Tuesday. We'll talk to Greg Hayes later on this hour, followed by Coke's James Quincy, Carol Tomei of UPS in the next hour. Take a look at the pre-market. We did get the NASDAQ trying to make a move here, uh, but Dow Futures still down 100. Back in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. 
specialised across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. All right, shares of EPS, we showed it briefly uh, in the last uh, block there. They are up uh, in the pre-market. Companies' quarterly earnings did exceed what most analysts had been uh, anticipating. Revenue was just shy of consensus. Now, in the earnings release, UPS's CEO Carol Tomei saying, quote, the macro environment is very dynamic, but we're on track to achieving our 2022 financial targets by executing our strategy and controlling what we can control. Of course, a very different uh, tone than what the CEO of UPS competitor FedEx told Jim last month on Mad Money. Raj, are we going to a worldwide recession? Well, I'm not an economist, but you know, oh, I'll, I'll, you know more than economists. Come on, they don't—they uh, just push papers. You actually look at papers. Well, I—I—I I, I think so. I, I, you think I, we are going I, to I, a I, I, I think so. But you know, again, these uh, these numbers don't portend very well. Well, they didn't portend well for FedEx, of course. UPS, by the way, despite hitting those numbers, uh, is reducing its CapEx by half a billion dollars. That's the same absolute number as FedEx, despite UPS being three quarters through the year and FedEx reducing CapEx by that same amount. And it's only one quarter through its fiscal year. Again, those who are critical of FedEx focusing, Jim, on both what he told you, which the market reacted to in a very negative way, and what they say is still a lack of execution at FedEx, reflected in the fact that UPS is doing quite well. Well, it looks like to me that UPS went down with FedEx, and it's just doing far better. And I know Carol Tomei, and I, you know, she missed a couple of quarters. Uh, those are way behind her. And this is a very good quarter. So it makes you do think, and, you know, is this one of those, David, where on one side of the street, people just were using FedEx, and the other side UPS? No. UPS seems like a better operator and getting more business. Uh, U.S. Uh, up eight, but it's all price. Right? The volumes were down. Well, people yeah. don't want to leave them. Uh, look, I, look, I thought the UPS, I'm going to say it flat. UPS is a good quarter. It's just a good quarter. You read it, it's like, wow, this industry's still okay. And when you watch FedEx, you say, wow, this industry is just falling off a cliff. Yeah, so I'm not sure what explains that if it's not I, I'm not environment, I, okay. or if it's not managing the environment. But I think that there's a lot company. of unexplained stuff this quarter. Like you're trying to figure out, right? What did you know? What did happen at uh, when you, when you take a look at it? Like, let's use IBM for a second. The fact that he and I can actually disagree on what happened in a major company, we're seeing a lot of that. I've seen people tell me that I am I am nonsensically positive. On Procter and Gamble, I mean, literally, just saying, "Are you kidding me?" That was a horrible quarter, and I keep thinking, t- "Headwinds go to tailwinds." When I spoke to James Quincy, I mean, one of the things that's really amazing is that he is not saying that's going to happen yet. But business is still great. Mm-hmm. Now I know it's on price, but the fact is, people pay. Now you're talking like, about Coca-Cola. I'm Didn't you just say James Quincy? You did, right? Yeah, I'm okay. switching around. Just making sure people are staying. No, but yeah. in Coca-Cola, 
what it seems like to me is he raised price and nobody cared. They're still buying. Well, Goldman had this piece out yesterday looking at excess cash, not just at households, but among small business and corporates. Small business, the average small business has 29 percent more cash still than pre-pandemic. And that is not what the Fed wants. I mean, the Fed is hoping that the, that the cash is done. Uh, but Brian Moynihan would say, what do you want? Why can't you have good cash levels, not a lot of debt, and not a lot of spend? And the answer is because when we speak to Greg Hayes, the inflation out there is horrendous. It is, but to, to the point, UPS pushes through price, Coke pushes through price, but P&G you- pushes through price. They're not seeing any consumer pushback yet. No, they're not. But if this was 1964 and we were taking the class and what we're hearing, we're going to hear guns and butter and eventually inflation is going to go out of control unless they rein it in. And that's what they're doing. And it has not succeeded at the company level. You know, Johnson's budget in in 1964 was uh, he kept it under $100 billion, $99 billion. Imagine the U.S. No, the U.S. government's budget. (laughs) Really? U.S. government's budget. Did you know that Halliburton was a Democratic company? It was all, well, we can't go past $100 billion. That'll look bad. I thought Halliburton had a good quarter, by the way. Pulte Homes did say cl- demand has clearly slowed. Yeah. So they've gotten to housing. They really have. The Fed's gotten to housing. The Fed, Fed they're regular housing. They do mortgage I'm on it. But, that's it. That was good fact. I, I mean, the Case-Shiller number... I don't know why we, t- sometimes I wonder why we go with them. It's three months ago. Yeah. Months ago. What's my, the my, information, number my information card. Hey, by the way, did you see G, uh, JP? Uh, we have to go. We have to go. Did you see uh, JP Morgan came out positive on China? Like, yeah, now's the time. Just like what you is, said. Like, she, you see the guy who got escorted out? Yeah. Who he was how? He was the problem. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was the seller of Dua, Dua, Pindua, Dua. The Hang Seng comes back typically after yeah, well, a day no, like he, he got escorted we'll in the see. building. You can buy all the Biden you want now. That guy was short-selling Baidu. That guy. That guy ran China for eight years. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Excuse me, ten years. That guy, what's he doing now? We don't know where Hu Jintao is. No. Well, I tell you, we have to go. I'm sure he's know. around. He and he and us. We all they're going to take you one day. I keep telling you. They're coming for it's you. It's just going to be. <laughs> it's like it's time. It's time. Here, you want your, no, well, just, let's go. 1.2 billion versus me? <laughs> Put the money on me. But give me three. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash and countdown to the opening bell. Take another look here at the pre-market on a busy day for earnings. We're back in a moment. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. All right, let's get to a mad dash. We've got eight minutes before we get to uh, an opening bell here at the New York Stock Exchange. You know, it's funny. Yesterday we talked about Schlumberger changing its name. Right. SLB. Today you want to talk a little Halliburton. Right. Now Halliburton is number two to slump to SLB. Uh, it had this, and then we had that peak in oil, and people thought, remember, there were guys who were saying it was going to go to 150, and they were revealed as, as uh, charlatans. Uh, and then, then it broke down right here, and, it's, and then Halliburton went to 28, 20, 27, 26, do I hear 25? Now, this thing, we're finding out the margins are expanding, the business is excellent, and it should never have gone down like that. And I think that Halliburton, which, by the way, is up 52%, 
is back. Remember, they drill a lot in the Permian. Uh, you had terrific margin expansion. Uh, income more than doubled. And I think it beat the numbers handily. And yet the stock's doing nothing. And I'm saying this is what I'm talking about, people at home. The stock's doing nothing. Another two or three days, people are going to realize, holy cow, do they ever have earnings power? And, and particularly, they're sold out everywhere. People are drilling. Remember, it's the private equity firms that are drilling. The large guys are not drilling. They're waiting for President Biden to sit down with them. Well, you keep President, saying they're not drilling. Of course, they're drilling every day. I mean, no, I've been no, to Exxon no, no, and the Permian. They're not. They're they, going to have 800,000 barrels a day coming out of there. The point the, is they're not increasing. The, you, okay, uh, Mr. Dietz, uh, here's what's going on. They all could produce a great deal more, but they're not. They, don't want, they can't get it to market. And by the way, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, yes, other people have drawn it down, other presidents. This is by far the most it's ever been drawn down. And uh, maybe you think that the price of gasoline is strategic. In that case, I didn't think it was put, done for that. But uh, if, 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 there, if, if it's one of these companies that is not drilling that, that much, EOG, Pioneer, Devon. Or well, De- meanwhile, SLB, its competitor, is moving in very aggressively to sort of brand itself as a, as a beneficiary of the decarbonization. Are these guys? Well, that's what happens. So By that. the way, look at that. Well, that's because they went, you know, they had a great they, Summer Jays had a series of not great quarters, and they had a really, really great quarter. But I'm just saying that this is the industry that's doing the best. And yes, SLB, Summer Jays did change its name to SLB in order to be able to demonstrate, David, that they're, they want zero net carbon. And people are very cynical at home. And they're saying, don't they know it's an oil? Come on, give me a break. It's a fossil fuel company. Well, listen, I've seen what Exxon, for example, is doing in the Permian to make their operations there. What Zero emissions. What more can they do? You make them, you know, you run them all on uh, on renewables, for example. You but, replace them. It's, but it's, the president, and they're no. going to do it. The so. president will not sit down with these companies. Yeah. It is not his thing. He'll probably sit down with that new GE business, the solar money loser. By the way, Two already came out and slammed healthcare, and then said that the the uh, the, <laughs> the health this ESG business is basically just nothing. Really? Look at that. Rick what? Perry's here, too, former governor hey. of Texas. Hey, Gov. How you doing? How you doing? How are you? All right. Hey, uh, drill more. We got Paul Ryan somewhere. Paul Ryan. Wow. All right. Wow. Opening bell is just a you few minutes away here. never know you're going to see the floor. Say again? Never know you're going to see never the know. floor. You never know. You never know. We got an exclusive interview, by the way, as well, coming up with Raytheon Technologies Chairman and CEO Greg Hayes. Keep it here. Chinese tech trying to rebound this morning, a day after tumbling in reaction to the president, President Xi winning his third term and taking those steps to consolidate power. Jim, you did say that people were going to come out and say it's an opportunity to add, and that's exactly what J.P. Morgan did. Yeah, there must be so much business to be done here because, uh, they're, they're fran- frankly, I cannot think of a... They're not capitalists. Their market is basically made up. Xi does what he wants. And somehow... Our companies have fallen under the spell and believe that this is a real market. They don't realize it's a manipulated market. And I don't know what it would take to convince them that this market doesn't really exist. It's phantasmagorical. And they ought to get with the case and say, you know what, we're no longer going to support what they're doing because they, we're going to pull our people because they're not a fair and honest market. They say and do whatever they want. And I don't know what it takes. I don't to make it so they, don't re- they realize that it just is not a real market. 
Let's get to the opening bell here on the CNBC Real-Time Exchange. At the big board, it's Granite Ridge Resources celebrating the listing via SPAC. At the NASDAQ, it is Toolcorp, a distributor of swimming pool supplies. You know, Jim, uh, I think it was the Goldman desk yesterday said the market's ability to shake off that Hong Kong drop and the Chinese ADR unwind was a sign of green shoots in their view. Uh, look, I thought the Dow acted incredibly well. The big caps acted really well. Uh, I, I thought there was so much to like about yesterday. And what I really liked was that the, the futures were down today, which is perfect. Discourage every day. David, get everybody to think it's a bad day. Oh, it's a bad day. And then you can go in and buy them. Because it isn't a bad day. Well, we talked about the fact that the response to many companies' earnings has been quite positive this morning, whether it is GE, which I'm taking a look at right now, up 2.5%, or GM, uh, shares of which are up 3.5% on what were... It's funny, very uh, similar profit to that of Tesla, $3.3 billion for the quarter. The valuation or the multiple to those numbers is a little bit different at GM than it is at Tesla. Well, I mean, GM, people just feel they need a fortune to be able to do things they have to do, autonomous. Uh, I think Mary Barr is doing such a great job. People continue to want a dividend. I don't know, Ford, the warranty issues are really dogging them. So I don't want to equate necessarily when Ford reports, which they do tomorrow. Uh, it, it, it could be problematic. Ford could be problematic. Yeah, they have a lot of cars and trucks that have not been delivered yet because of problems with uh, different technical problems involving nameplates. Right. And uh, they have warranty issues. You know, maybe I'm just trying to set the bar a little lower. Well, yeah, they, they've already uh, right. pre-announced right. in a they sense. Uh, Mary so. Barr was on Squawk today. By the way, um, uh, EBIT margin up 90 basis points year on year, despite all the supply chain issues and higher input costs. Here's what Barr said on Squawk about demand. We're still seeing very strong demand for our products, especially our full-size trucks, and uh, allowing for strong pricing. We are starting to see inventory um, rise a little bit, but well below uh, you know, pre-pandemic levels. So right now, we're still seeing a strong consumer. We're watching carefully because as, as we look forward, but uh, very pleased with the reception to our products. I think it was Webbush today, EV strategy paying off, B of A, uh, results fully charged with more to come, Jim. Well, I mean, again, if you're the Fed, you're saying, oh, man, I got housing going, but I can't seem to slow cars. I can't seem to slow uh, travel. Uh, I can't, we can't stop raising because these areas where the consumer does well, David, they're playing whack-a-mole. Fed's playing whack-a-mole. All right. How are they doing? Are they going to win? They always win. The Fed always wins? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Fed always wins. Don't fight the Fed. Don't fight the tape. Right. Somebody loses. Well, yeah, the people who bet against the market. Think about, look, Volcker broke the market. And what happened after he broke it? The market was broken in 2007. What happened? Yes. The market broke in 2020. It it eventually comes back. I'm just saying that the companies themselves are doing so much better. And David, there's a company, it's a large company. It's a company that I think it's almost no respect whatsoever. It's a company that every day I come in and people say the parts, they double ordered, they don't need them, they're canceling orders, nobody wants it, China. And that name of that company, David, is Apple. I thought you were going there. Yeah, well, um, now, it's now up so much you could actually get hurt. It's, it's again performing better than the broader market by 500 basis points better. That's not 
That's pretty good. I think it's fantastic. We have a lot uh, of shares companies, down by the way. 15. You see it right there. Yeah, well, funny retail. I mean, you know, we, retail is just not as bad as people think. Uh, that's another area that the Fed must be saying. When is it? When are we able to knock that bad boy down? Well, your point about pricing is is right on target with Apple after they raised prices for some of their core services. Uh, a lot of notes last night arguing it's good news for others like Spotify. By the way, Jim, uh, the se- the Sox index. Philadelphia Semi up seven straight days. The, we haven't yeah, done that in a more no, than a year. No, and there, the president has spoken. Doesn't want high, uh, the most complicated chips to go to China. But when you think about how, let's say with Raytheon, they had a problem with chips. Suddenly, Texas Instruments had the chips. Suddenly, Intel's had the chips. The, in, the chips are that that chips logjam is breaking. But I don't want to get ahead of the fact that yeah. the president does not want sophisticated ships to go to China. No, no. Uh, the continued decoupling of our two countries um, takes us back to well, you guys were just talking about it uh, before the open. But uh, no, to China. I want to get to Meta too. Sure. But, I have Meta uh, stuff too. Baba is up uh, today after that. Historic drop yesterday, shares of Alibaba falling well below the, the yeah. price at which the company went public right here at the New York Stock Exchange eight years ago. Um, still below that. It was That was $68. But this stock had a five in front of it for a brief time yesterday. Uh, and you can see what it's done for the full year, uh, hitting new all-time lows um, and rebounding ever so slightly again as investors try to recalibrate based on... Um, based on what Xi Jinping is going to be doing with his unprecedented third term. Just ignore ignore the fact that they threw a guy out of the room who was the last person. I don't think that was ignoring yesterday when this when all these stocks were down, what was it? Fourteen percent. Zero COVID still on. No, I'm saying that Yeah, by the way, you thought zero COVID was gonna they were gonna lift I know lift the restrictions after the party. Are they going to? I understand that they've been able to recreate the mRNA, stolen the technology. And they'll be back, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, I don't know. Okay. I, I'm trying it's to do to my ad- job. It's fine to admit you don't know. Um, Weber Grills. Now there, you sell it at 14, you buy it back at six and change. That is a trade. BDT right? Capital That's Partners is what uh, Jim's referring to. By the way, we talked about this firm last week. This is Byron Trott's firm. Remember, it's merging now with uh, Michael Dell's family office, so to speak. Greg Lemkow, Byron Trock going to run this combined entity. Uh, but this is separate. This is an ownership that they had a Weber. They still have. Remember, they took it public. Now they want to buy back what they sold, basically. It's like we took it public. Yeah, we took it public at wherever. It was stock was 18. Go back a while. Let's show people the, the full trip well, here. They try, and they now it. we think we'll buy it back at, in the, as you said, $6.25 well, a share. The summer's over. It's a 24% premium to where it closed the other day. Uh, to yesterday, and uh, we're not interested in selling any of our shares. We're not interested in anything else. Form a special committee. We'll give you 625, and tell us whether you want it for the for the shares that we sold when we took it public. Do you know that deal was I was downsized repeatedly, and they, and yeah, they it, just, it, it it was it, just it was just capitalism at its worst. <laughs> I mean, people took money literally. They literally Weber. And they took their money and they just burned. Well, they also sold a bunch of Webers, right? Yes. When we were all staying at home. Well, True. that was it. I mean, they, you know, there's a bunch of other guys too. It was like that. They just completely got the. They, they, 
how about their timing was perfect, exquisite. People keep downgrading William Sonoma on that, saying that William Sonoma was about that. No, William Sonoma is a fantastic company, and I would decorate my place with uh, West Elm any day of the week. Any uh, day of the week. Any day. All right. More than RH? You tell me. RH is pretty fabulous. But they got an upgrade of Ross stores today over at Wells. Yeah, they go to buy. They didn't recommend From 90 TJX. to 110. Yep. TJX is the king. My chapter trust is TJX. To do Ross stores, I mean, I tried to get in line at Ross stores in San Francisco. Of course, you only had three people at a time. That's because of theft. But look at that Ross stores chart. And then look at TJX. TJX is the winner. Oh, they also take numbers up on TJX. They go from. Right, but they didn't emphasize. Yeah. TJ, TJX's market value is above targets, just to put those two in perspective. 80 billion versus 74 billion. It's a bigger company. Um, speaking of companies that have added a lot of market value recently, this is a uh, premier database software company. You mean like Mr. Software? No. No, I'm, this guy's got, uh, you know, he lives in Hawaii a lot of the time. The guy who's... Uh, Oracle? Yeah. Have you seen Oracle, Oracle this month? Give me a one-month Oracle. I, you know, I, I, I exchanged uh, good tidings with Safra, who you know I think is like the greatest. All right, I mean... Look at that month. Not bad, right? What, to have like bells and whistles? Yeah, that's horrible. Well, we were talking about Oracle. Oracle is pretty good. Has been good. You're right, David. Thank very you. Very inexpensive I mean, stock. You know. 14 times earnings. Their, their numbers are great. Um, I can't think at all, frankly. Well, I have hearing problems with this. Yeah, but this I'm, I'm, I'm hearing bells ringing in my head too. It's terrible. Yeah, I have tinnitus, so I hear that bell 500 times. Oh. Can we speak to like Greg Hayes or something? Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk to Greg Hayes. I love Greg. There I am. I know it's not about. Friends, it's about money, but this guy's too much, Frank. All right, now I have to read this copy. You know, I never read prompter. I'm always very uncomfortable with this. All right, shares of Raytheon Technologies on the move after mixed results there. When we come back, we're going, oh no, we're here. Company reporting higher sales year over year. Now, here to discuss, I'm just kidding. Here to discuss Raytheon Technologies CEO Greg Hayes. And Greg, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna say it point blank. Your business would be so on fire if you had the materials and you had the engineers, and if you had the semiconductors, this would have been an even better quarter. You are short of everything. What is happening in America? Well, Jim, I think, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, look, we, it was a good quarter. Uh, I know you, you call it a mixed quarter, but I say it was a good quarter. We had a very, very strong uh, uh, bookings quarter. Uh, for the year, I think our bookings are up $12 billion. So it's a it's it's it was a strong quarter in terms of demand. We saw demand both on the uh, commercial side, commercial aftermarket, as well as on the defense side. The problem is, as you pointed out, it's it's it is about inflation, it is about supply chain, and it's about labor availability. And it, the supply chain challenges that that we're seeing are the same supply chain challenges that everybody's seeing. You talked about chips. We can talk about rocket motors. We can talk about uh, castings. But really, across all of our business, we're continuing to see challenges. I think, again, just to maybe put it in perspective, we've got 13,000 product suppliers. Of those 13,000, about 400 of them are having issues. 
And we've got people out at almost every one of those suppliers working with them on demand, uh, giving them uh, help in terms of access to contract labor, giving them access to some of our long-term supply contracts. But this, is a, this problem doesn't go away in the fourth quarter. I don't think it goes away in the first half of 2023. Uh, some of these challenges are going to be with us at least for the next 12 months. So uh, demand is great. Um, and our challenge is going to be how do we meet that demand given the constraints that we see for li- from labor as well as supply chain. All right, well, you have a missile. It's called the Patriot missile. And it is extraordinary. I know you've got smaller ones to do this, but it's an extraordinary weapon, a defensive weapon. And it can shoot down drones. It can shoot down missiles that are headed toward hospitals, that are headed toward schools, that are headed towards nursing homes, some of President Putin's favorite targets. But it seems like the United States is unwilling to give the Ukrainians these missiles to protect the hospitals, the schools, little children, the kindergartens. Can you please explain to me why the White House seems to be playing for a tie and is unwilling to protect those targets since the patient missile could do that? Well, Jim, I think a, a couple of points there. The first of all, we did just deliver two NASAMS systems. So NASAMS is a National Advanced uh, Surface-to-Air Missile System. We were delivered two of them to the government a couple of weeks ago. They're being installed in Ukraine today. It is a short-range air defense system, um, and it can fire everything from an AMRAM to an AIM-120, and it can knock down everything in the sky from drones to ballistic missiles to uh, to fighter jets. The more capable system is out there. It's called Patriot, to your point. Uh, and we have deployed those in over 18 countries around the world to provide everything from ballistic missile defense to defense against drones. Uh, right now, the U.S. government has decided that we're going to only allow NASAMs into Ukraine and not Patriots. But something that we're talking to them about on a regular basis. But again, I think this is a, a decision that's going to have to be made at the White House. And it's all about you know making sure that we provide the Ukrainians what they need to defend themselves. And we're prepared to do that as quickly as the government allows us. All right, one last question for me. Uh, The Pentagon is in favor of that. Uh, The White House isn't. I'm confused there. I thought that the Pentagon was who determined uh, the the tactical. Indeed, Jake Sullivan does the strategic. But if you had the Department of Defense in charge, wouldn't they favor using the Patriot missile? Well, I think if you talk to anybody at DOD, they would want, if you're talking about being able to defend your airspace, they would want the most capable system possible, which is the Patriot system. But there's also some some concerns about exportability. There's some concerns about it falling into the Russians' hands. So again, and this is a this is a, an issue that's going to be decided by the National Security Council. Uh, the DOD will certainly support it, and we'll support the DOD with whatever decision they do make. In the short term, it's going to be NASAMs. Maybe in the long term, it'll be Patriot, but... Uh, we're prepared to do uh, to deliver whatever it is that the uh, the government directs us to. Uh, Greg, it's David. Uh, you talked a bit about supply chain and inflation. Let's talk labor. Uh, you need to add, I think you said on the call, 10,000 more people. You have a headcount of about 180,000. Um, that's 3,000 a month you've been adding since uh, since the beginning of the year. Are you having trouble finding people? Give us a sense as to what's going on in the labor market. So I... You know, I think the, the, the challenge, David, is finding people with the right skills. We have been hiring a, a number of people, we've been hiring engineers, as you can imagine. We've got about 65,000 engineers in the workforce today. Um, but the challenge is not just finding engineers, but it's finding engineers that you can get clearance to work on some of the programs that we have. And you have to be a U.S. citizen. 
Uh, you have to be uh, able to be cleared. And that process takes time. So we'll bring people in today. And it might be six to nine months before we can get them the paperwork necessary to start working on these programs. So um, you're right. We've, we've hired 27,000 people this year. We've got over 180,000 working today. We've got 10,000 openings. Um, people people will come work for us. And I think, again, we, we pay a very, very uh, competitive wage. Uh, and I think people come to Raytheon because of the mission. And you know, we talk about defending democracy. We talk about connecting the world. Uh, that resonates with people. And so I think, you know, we will continue to get our fair share of the talent out there. The real problem, David, is is not uh, at Raytheon, I would tell you. It is at uh, all those 13,000 suppliers that I have. They are having trouble attracting and retaining talent. And with 3.5% unemployment, um, that problem is not going to get any easier. No, it's interesting to hear that. You know, back to supply chain, you just told us only 400 of those 13,000 are what you said, sort of a problem. But on the call as well, Greg, I think you indicated you're in Washington. You're going to be meeting with the Department of Defense uh, tomorrow on supply chain impacting uh, impacting defense. What are your expectations from those meetings? Well, I think, you know, we're trying to lay out for the DOD, for uh, Undersecretary LaPlante, some of the challenges that we're seeing in supply chain. And this is not news to, to Secretary LaPlante. We're talking about rocket motors. We're talking about castings things that are very, very long lead time. And we just need uh, everybody working together um, across industry and uh, with the DOD support uh, to try and get these uh, these suppliers back on track. Um, Greg, finally, I know Jim's got a couple more, but you know, just you're a student as well as you have to be, unfortunately, of conflict. Um, we've got an awful one going on right now. From your vantage point, when you hear things like dirty bombs or tactical nuclear weapons, you know, I'm just curious uh, as a citizen of this uh, planet, so to speak, what your thoughts are given your knowledge base. Well, look, all, all I can say, David, is let's hope that never comes to that, whether it's a dirty bomb or whether it's a tactical nuke. Uh, that type of escalation uh, does not end well for anybody. And I think the U.S. has made it very clear to the Russians in terms of what our response would be. Uh, I won't share that, but I will tell you that you know we will not allow that to go uh, without a, a very forceful response. But nobody wants to see that level of escalation, right? We we want to see a resolution of this conflict. We want the the Russians to pull back out of Ukraine and and respect the uh, the democratic process that has been going on in Ukraine for the last dozen years. So. Uh, let's hope it doesn't happen. And I think, again, as, as you talk to Jake Sullivan of the National Security Council, they don't want to see this level of escalation. And that's why people are being cautious in terms of what we're supplying to the Ukrainians. But it's not cautious. It's insane. These are defensive weapons. The Patriot does not attack Moscow. Why are we saying this? Why don't we just be honest about what's happening? We're playing for a tie. They're playing to win. Let's just own that. You know, Jim, I, I, I we'll have to find something else to argue about because I don't disagree with you that we're not we're not giving the Ukrainians everything that they could use to defend the country. And again, it's a beyond or above my pay grade in terms of what the end game is here. But I assume that uh, everybody is 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 thinking about this very thoughtfully, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll be able to give the Ukrainians everything that they need to repel the Russians. Patriots want patriots. Greg Hayes, it is great to see you. I love that you tell the truth. It's kind of refreshing. Kind of refreshing. But you guys feel that way too. Greg Hayes, Raytheon Technologies, co company not doing exact stock not doing exactly well. Why? Because they have too much business. Good to see you.
along. Good stuff, guys. Uh, we'll be, we go to break here. Got some gains at the open. Dow's up 65. S&P 3827 on some lower yields. Two years back to 4.4. And we got the VIX sub 30 once again. Back in a moment. Take a look at some of the gainers on the NDX this morning. Nice turnaround in some of the Chinese names. PayPal's in there as we got a headline saying that Amazon will start to receive Venmo as a payment mechanism. Zscaler as well. Overall, Dow's up 100 to start a busy Tuesday chock full of earnings. Don't go away. Jim, what's on Matt tonight? Okay, we got an explosive show. Uh, first, we have Mattel, which is a very well-owned stock from people who've been watching it. Uh, a lot of people have been saying I've been keeping people out of stocks. Take a look at how I feel about that. Uh, Chipotle. I mean, this is one that I've liked Brian Nickel for ages. And then one of the most exciting companies on earth, David Klein, Canopy Growth, doing some very interesting things. Now, that's cannabis, doing some very interesting things with Constellation. Uh, and they're believers, by the way, is pre- the president beginning the decriminalization. A lot of states allow it. This could be uh, the chance for this company, which cleaned up its uh, operation in Canada, to really be the one. I know that Tilray has some great things. My money's in Canada. Yeah, there's some crazy polling this week out of Monmouth about acceptance of legalization. $50 billion market, and I think Canopy, David Klein, is remarkable. I saw what he did with a bunch of things in Constellation. I'm very excited about the book. See you tonight. Yep, Bad money, 6 p.m., of course. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.